Hello and welcome. This is the Focus Masterclass podcast, where we speak to some of the great minds in visual effects to dive deep into every part of the industry, from production, the creative process, business, and technology. In this edition, MPC Production Side VFX Supervisor Charlie Henley talks about creatures. He lets us in on the step-by-step process of designing a creature and the methods for achieving creatures in film. Please enjoy Charlie Henley's Masterclass. Hello. Today, I wanted to talk about the, the work that I've done with uh, creatures. Depending very much on the project and the character, um, we, you may already know what you need to do, but in a, a lot of cases, this is open. It's open to cr- creatively. Um, and the, uh, the director or, or production company are looking for input from VFX concept designers are the key kind of original uh, first port of call generally they're often working in remotely and or we have like obviously mpc art department Um, on a number of projects i've done we've used quite a few different concept artists to sort of brainstorm what the uh all the potential so we sort of the first port of call is to go out there with a basic brief and a script as much as the the director or or, as, or references you can find in the writing or um, reference images that have been found and then spread that amongst a, a number of people to get a, a kind of fresh potential for fresh ideas unless you have something very solid to start with. So you can sort of do a brainstorming session with a number of different concept artists and then Hopefully from that you can home in. And sometimes there's previous projects. So Ridley, for example, on Alien had a load of concept work that had been done um, for Prometheus that we could draw on. Um, and he had some quite uh, clear ideas about which, which which concepts he liked for the characters. And then if you get, if you can, hopefully you'll lock on to some just drawings which are, explain what you're after. And uh, but there's there's always the challenge of of mixing up what the creature looks like with the character of the creature. So hopefully through or well, potentially through research, discussing, understanding with the director what the character is, you can gear some of your concepts to embellish the character because you may find it's very much about po- the pose, the uh, the look. Um, how that character's portrayed in a concept drawing can kind of sell it or not. It's uh, there's a there's a tricky process there, but generally we also call on a lot of references potentially from the real world. For the mice, we uh, in Cinderella we look through different types of mice, whereas for the lizard in Cinderella, uh, we knew we wanted something that was British based, a British based animal, but there aren't many lizards and there's a particular lizard that's quite rare so we ended up um we were we were unable to go and reference that or photograph it because they're so rare in in reality so we had to go just by photographs off the internet so you, you gather what you can then uh if you've you've got hopefully you've locked down and everyone's agreed with some the basics in a concept design then you want to go a bit deeper you need to understand what this creature looks like in 3d um obviously the flat 2d version is uh is, is an interpretation at a certain angle and 
often when you start bringing that into three dimensions, you get very different creatures or uh, the two dimensional concept doesn't explain what that 3D character is. So there's a lot of development that needs to be done in three dimensions. Um, ZBrush sculpting is part of that concept and it depends on the concept artist. They might go straight into that. Or uh, we obviously have a, a team at MPC that would then take that on and, and, and start sculpting 3D models within the computer. But there's also practical clay sculpting uh, which we we uh, we did a lot on on uh, on alien because we had a, a creature department um, who was actually focusing a lot of, a lot of the creature design was focused through the practical creature department and they they built uh, well they had different different got different teams some were doing zbrush some were building it with clay some were sculpting full size sort of latex models but they a lot of it was done with with clay sculpts to start with, and then it, that proved very practical for Ridley to go and look at as it was being sculpted and uh, uh, make notes and and then they'd adjust it in it very interactively. And sometimes the computer generated like ZBrush sculpts are not immediately tangible to to a director or production designer. So potentially you can print the CG. Uh, the models and then get a better understanding of the shape of the creature um, part of that sort of design focus stage is also to look at motion um, so it's key to get some motion tests in early before you kind of lock down on in the final look because you've got the, the physical properties of any kind of creature um, affect how it moves if you've got very long thin legs um, with uh, you might uh, walk in a in a lighter way or fast like a greyhound. If you're heavy and short, stubby legs, you're gonna uh, be have a much more plodding motion. Whether uh, you know so and and the, how bipedal or quadruped you are, the character is will determine on how natural it looks moving upright or on all fours. So we had a, a lot of these sort of challenges with the with the xenomorph alien creature and the neomorph because uh, Ridley wanted a, a, a real a, a mixture of, of motions. He really liked um, the, the, the elegance and speed of greyhounds, um, but also the, the kind of, uh, we've, we found some praying mantises that had, had some really strange ways of moving with what feel, felt like sort of double jointed hips and then bring that into some concepts where the, where he really enjoyed the uh, body limbs in very kind of extreme positions. All these, all these sort of different visions of the character had to come together. So it was a, a constant sort of uh, cycle of animation tests back into uh, body proportions and then back into animation to, to get to get the proportions right for the creatures. In that design focus stage, you're also going to be very in, interested in uh, textures. References for textures are very important, especially if you've got a fully CG character, because the, the, the surface texture is uh, often a, a, one of the main challenges in trying to make something uh, seem photoreal and not uh, CG. So you need materials that are realistic. 
So finding good real materials uh, help a lot. Um, so there's a lot of research that goes into that. Real world references, real world photography. If there's costumes and clothes, then that's also a challenge. So references are always good. So then you've focused down on what your creature is. You've got all these references, but you still need to present it well. And I mean, as I said, I've kind of gone over some of that, but there's the presenting and realizing of that, trying to lock down that final design before you're fully into uh, post-production. Um, things that help that might be the 3D printing of the CG. There may be the virtual reality testing, which is pretty useful more animation tests to, to show really what the character how the character is going to move full-size body sculpt and material samples so a lot of that felt the last stuff i was talking about falls into that presentation on the jungle book we had a quite a good system of doing a um a test shot so it's as if each each um character had to do a little um um, as if he was having an audition, a little um, motion test and say a few lines. Um, and there was obviously a fair bit of animation work in that and a scene that was set up to see them all in. So it was consistent look dev scene. So through look dev, we locked off the creatures and um, uh, that that worked very well, I think, to, to uh, solidify. So as a... If you've as a, got your design, perhaps, but there's then you move into the next challenge, which is really how are you going to create this creature in the filming environment? Um, a lot of what we talked about is sort of presuming that it's fully CG, but there's, uh, there's certainly different options. It's not that any fantastical creature has to be CG by any means, and traditionally... They obviously weren't, um, and there's still a, a big demand and appetite for traditional methods. So um, throughout the creatures, unless you're, this, it sort of comes down to three key methods uh, that I've used anyway over the, those films that we've talked about. You've got um, something that's really practical based. Uh, so that would be effectively like a man in the suit. You might have uh, the engineers, for example, on Prometheus were based on men in suits, seven-foot men with uh, platforms in suits. Uh, you've got fully CG, obviously, or you've got like a hybrid approach. The fully CG would generally on set have references, um, and um, just to get, well, there's a whole list of different references that we might, that you might bring to the table. We'll go over that. And then you've got the hybrid approach, which is really where you're combining uh, CG with something practical on set and not just replacing the whole, um, the what you've done. The hybrid approach is really what, has interested me recently. I've I've enjoyed the the mix and the crossover of the different departments. One of the films that uh, that Mr. X did was the Merman. Uh, in, well, the film was The Shape of Water, and they 
they had a merman in there which was effectively a man in the suit but the face was replaced pretty much consistently throughout so those are the three key key approaches practical based fully cg or a hybrid thank you so much charlie so we'll go into a bit of a q a here now my first question is What's the most important part of creature design that you think really makes a creature come alive as a character? I'm probably assuming this. I feel like when you design something, then maybe it's a design, but it's not yet a character. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm curious, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah what makes it come alive? Yeah, I think um, really... I mean, you, sometimes you look at a concept and they f it feels like there's a character in there. It's deep. And, and, and that can be to do with the pose or the situation that it's in. Um, and other times you'll see a concept that is very, you know, that is more, uh, it shows you a shape and, a, and it shows you a form and colors. And that might be cool, but there's no, there's no depth of character. So... Even at the concept stage, um, that character can be seen or not seen. I think, and some of the sometimes the con the best concepts are almost very rough. The ones that Ridley would keep referring to when we were trying to get the design often really didn't show the design. They showed the character, you know, and then is and then we'd find oh, it's just not feeling right, but. It may be that it's the character that's not coming through rather than the, you know, the details of the skin and the proportions and the body and how many teeth it had. Uh, yeah. It often is really the character. So he, we had sketches and he, there was one in particular for the Neomorph that was really rough, um, but it had the character because the, the framing of it was like framed within a, as if it was in a shot. It was framed in action. Uh, it was kind of scary. You couldn't see most of it anyway, so it was pretty useless as a as a you know a, a concept to build a full creature off. But as a character, it was good. So these two things are all together. Um, the character, though, also tends to evolve a lot through uh, production. That's the thing. So you might try and nail a character in a concept, uh, which is always a good thing to try and do because I think that sells the concept most of the time as as you you know kind of described but then you start depending on it it's a, it there's the there's the animation of it and that might reference some real creatures like for the mice they all, each of the four i think there were four mice a while ago now they all had to have a different character so there was but in the end they all looked like mice i mean the little one was obviously a bit cuter there's one that looked like dad but ultimately uh, the character came in the motion of them, you know, in how quickly and jumpy and skittish they were or how slow and lazy they moved. So the, it's the, the animation really brings it to life um, at that point. Um, that might just, that might be an animator referencing real creatures and bringing in some kind of um, anthropomorphic character to it. If it's a non-humanoid, but uh you could also have actors bringing that in. So we had uh, for the Neomorph, well, we tried everything with the Neomorph because it was really hard to sell it. In the end, uh, it was probably the the uh, the character of a praying mantis that was, you know, watching videos of it that was uh, the biggest inspiration. But we brought an actor in who had a really amazing uh, 
shaped body and a uh, creepy way to move and videoed his movements to try and uh, grab the character, you know, to to try and bring the creature to life um, and see, allow Ridley to direct some of that. Um, and uh, then you have characters uh, that actors that might be like you might have mo you know mo you might be motion capturing an actor's performance and then he you know if it's quite ordinary creature they'll just bring that directly to the to the screen you know so it's all it's evolving but yeah as i said it's great if you can capture it at the beginning and then follow through but it, it tends to evolve how different is the process or the approach when you're creating a creature from scratch as opposed to when you're creating it based on an already established story, like from a book, for instance, or from a previous film, like if you're creating a sequel? I think in that case, it's a, it's sometimes harder because you want you, you everybody always wants something most of the time i mean obviously you might just be copying something but they generally say oh we've got to do it you know bigger badder better bolder cooler um in the next one um and so even if you're building off a previous character you you often want to try and take it a step further you know yeah. um so i mean sometimes it actually it makes it harder because uh, because you're living up to something. I mean, certainly the alien creature suffered from that because you could never really beat the original. And uh, I think the original alien worked so well because it, you didn't see much of it because of its own limitations, um, amongst other things. But also the practical version was so great. Uh, but then it, when it wasn't great, it just didn't. You shoot that you know <laughs> so yeah whereas when it's cg it's like oh we want it we presume we can shoot everything and cover everything and then you tend to show more than you need to and then but it's trying to live up to something that was great because half of it was in the imagination of the people watching it so you know that 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 was super hard and i really you know that's one example but uh other things come from books yeah or from previous uh then it's the kind of Again, it has that challenge of: is it, uh, does it live up to the audience's imagination? Um, you know, I think, and 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 is it sometimes it ends up being kind of? Uh, well, it's a tricky one. It goes back to that character thing. Like you want it to, it needs to fit the character for the script and the director and the audience. And uh, um, and if someone, if the audience know the character they've got to have an idea of it but um i think the approach you know it, it, yeah there's not one as easy easier than the other i suppose but they it's a little different like you probably do less a bit less brainstorming if if you're side of it if you're based off a previous character and it's more like you're straight into focusing uh whereas if it's a completely new one you may go quite wide uh, yeah. but you know it's it it just changes thank you so much charlie for being with us today and for your very insightful masterclass. we look forward to having you for your next masterclass with us thank you very much if you enjoyed this masterclass podcast 
please sign up to our newsletter at thefocus.com slash subscribe to keep up with future podcasts as well as get the latest visual effects content, tailored job alerts, and virtual learning materials straight to your inbox. You can also subscribe, follow, or like us on our social media channels at The Focus Careers. We'll share the links to those channels in the description. We'll speak again next time.